every so often throughout the course of history, patriots rise up at a time of need for truth and freedom. These people are called disciples of liberty for their undying love of freedom. The call has been sounded. Will you answer that call or sit back and let freedom die away? Unifying patriots everywhere against the evil trying to destroy America's freedom. You're listening to the Disciples of Liberty radio show on the America Out Loud Network. Now here's your host, Tim Alders. Welcome back to the revolution. I am so glad you're here. You're the disciples of liberty. You're willing to fight. You're willing to stand tall. You're willing to stand up against socialists trying to destroy United States Constitution and our constitutional republic. I'm proud to be here on the America Out Loud Network, and I hope you're supporting all the hosts that uh, do shows here. By support, I mean share it on your social media. Make sure you're posting it on LinkedIn telegraph if uh you have facebook still put it on facebook twitter instagram whatever the means you have share it across all of it because we are in a fight for our lives you are domestic terrorists you are labeled extremists here in our nation folks hey i hate to i hate to be the bearer of bad news no i don't but embrace it Don't fear it. Don't fear what people label you because, folks, you are not the labels. You love freedom. You love liberty. You love the Constitution. You love your family. You love just being in this amazing land that they are trying to destroy. And we can't let them. We need to stand up every chance we get and say no more we will not tolerate this we will stand strong united against this make sure if you have a show idea something you want me to research and talk about send it to liberty at americaoutloud.com because the only way i can do the shows you want the topics that you care about is if you share your thoughts with me so here we go let's do it and, and let's take a, a spin back in history. See, my generation was the children of the greatest generation. What that means is I was born to the people that were children in 1942 during World War II. Now, during World War II, kids like me grew up around a dinner table talking about how great America was, patriotism, and you have to look at World War II, almost every bit of coverage that came from that war was released by the War Department. So, of course, it, it had a good spin on everything that was happening. And America United created, and everywhere they filmed and they went, it made America look like the heroes to the rest of the world. And hello, Laura. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, now... I was doing some research last night, and I'm looking at uh, why over 69% of young people in this country 
would vote for socialism. You have to remember that people in their 20s have no memory of the Soviet Union or the Cold War. They came to age during and after 2008. Now, 2008 was the financial collapse. We got to see how wealthy bankers destroyed America's economy and how they were let off by the federal government. Now, whether or not that's 100% the case, it's not for me to debate today. But the fact is, they do not look at socialism the way my generation looks at socialism. They look at socialism more as a promise than a threat. Uh, because to them, sharing the wealth sounds like a good idea because they don't have respect for wealthy people. How do you feel Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell are handling this new battleground America? Because the Democrats are treating politics like war. They are organizing their troops, protesters, um, marches. They're funded by huge special interest money, uh, George Soros being one and others. Just like the Parkland students traveling the country doing this March for Life. Speaking of which, here in Utah, the Megaplex theater system that's owned by the Larry H. Miller Group just canceled their venue here because of a local organization, the Utah Gun Exchange, has been basically following the uh, Parkland students around the country with their big uh, armored vehicle with a mock uh, machine gun up on top. And... The Megaplex saw it as a, too much of a conflict because Utah Gun Exchange was organizing a counter-protest here. So we don't know where Parkland's going to land yet because they said they have to reach out to the people funding the event. See, lots of people in the country just think these are just kids traveling around on their own dime. Yes, it's a, it's a large bear cat, so thank you. Um, traveling around on their own dime, talking about safety. Now, five of the students met with the head of Utah Gun Exchange, and they said it's really not about them being anti-gun. It's about them being anti-gun violence. That's not how it's being portrayed by the media across the country. That's not uh, what the heads of their organization want. Uh, we all know that. But that event will be held in Utah, um, and we don't know where yet. But uh, if you go and if you protest, please be respectful. Don't make it look like you're threatening these kids or trying to scare these kids. Now, I'm an avid gun guy. I have guns of all kinds. I've taught my kids to shoot since they were able to walk. And I have a concealed gun with me pretty much all the time. Now, does that mean I should go to an event with AR-15s or my pistol or anything just out waving it around? That's not how I was taught to treat my weapon. So 
Uh, it's your decision, mind you. It's a free country. But let's not resort to some of the tactics that the left would use. In a day where everything is videotaped, in a day where everybody has a cell phone, if they get you to get angry or say something out of anger, that's the only thing that's going to hit YouTube, folks. They're going to draw you out and then turn you into some kind of a monster uh, because of a 20-second clip. Uh, not your whole conversation. So be careful, be respectful, defend your rights, stand up for what you believe in, and don't get drawn into doing something or saying something uh, not intelligent. Now, I brought up Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell because they are the Speaker of the House and uh, the leader of the Senate, the President of the Senate. Now, do you believe they look at what's going on in America today as a battle? Right now, Republicans are battling with themselves. There's a big pool, and Democrats are too, to an extent. You know, you have a huge socialist movement within the Democratic Party. that's always been there, but they're getting more aggressive. And then you have what they'd call the blue dog Democrats or a little bit not so far to the left. But... Republicans have what we call moderate Republican, Republicans or the establishment, and then what they call the far right of the uh, spectrum. Now, Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan belong to the more moderates, the, the ones that seem to yield, uh, spend our money, put us further into debt, not adhere to the Constitution, and they're trying to get moderate Republicans elected throughout this nation. They want more soldiers. They want to control the vote. And what do I mean by that? Senator Hatch here in Utah had a meeting with Brett Kavanaugh. Now, he is on the Senate Judiciary Committee. And he's been there for a long time. And many in Utah are not happy with some of his... Supreme Court Justice uh, approvals. He's justified it to the people of Utah that sometimes you have to give the left a win. No, you don't. Now, he sat down with uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, the nominee for Supreme Court, and he said, do not allow the Dems to paint you as someone you're not. Tell them that the Roe versus Wade is settled. It's a settled opinion and you do not want to redress it. Uh, take that off the table from the start and stick with that. If something is unconstitutional or if something does not belong on the federal government level, is it ever settled? If government makes a law or creates a law or upholds a law that violates the premise of the Constitution, which is supposed to be the supreme law of the land, and it's recognized as such, shouldn't they be able to get rid of it? You know, the Senate can call any Supreme Court justice in to justify their actions. I'm actually surprised that nobody on the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee has actually 
called Ruth Bader Ginsburg in when she bashed the Constitution across the country saying that, yeah, you don't want to mirror or copy the United States Constitution. It is uh, an antiquated document that no longer is relevant in today's world when she swore an oath to protect that document. Um, We have a Supreme Court justice that said, yeah, their decisions are based on personal feelings or emotions or swayed by public opinion. That's not how the court system is supposed to work, now is it? Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell. A lot of people say that, uh, you know, that we need to switch it. Who would you like to see as the new president of the Senate? I think Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul would all be good choices. I think they'd have a hard time getting in because the majority of Republicans are on the moderate side. Caller, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, this is Eagle from Southern Utah. Uh, Your analysis of the problem, I think, is spot on. Your analysis, analysis of what needs to be done in the future is spot on. Um, You're involved in uh, trying to defeat the stronghold uh, in the state of Utah uh, that we refer to as the um, establishment. Uh, Do you understand how strong that uh, idea of establishment emanates from the leadership uh, of Utah? Oh, yeah, and it's the same every state across the country. So every state has an establishment that controls their local governments, and that gets carried over to the Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I agree with you totally. However, in the state of Utah, we have a population and a belief system that goes throughout the whole world. And, uh, you know, if you don't believe what I'm saying, go down and look at the high-rise on... Uh, North Temple and State Street in the southwest corner. You'll see a thirty, about a thirty-story building there, and and just step back far enough that you can perceive the whole building from the north and the south sides, and see what it symbolizes. All right. I I uh, uh, I I I think that what you're trying to do is great. I would hope. Wait, wake up more people, but boy, I hope the heck you understand that uh, it's a near impossibility. You know, I, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in faith and a firm believer in bucking the odds. So I never give up. So I never look at anything as an impossibility. It's just difficult. So thank you, Eagle. Um, you know, you look at this, and yes. Utah has a religious culture. It was a religious state. It, it was a religious state before it became uh, the one of the states here in the United States. But so are Southern Baptists. So are evangelicals. Our Republicans, under the leadership of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, doing everything you expect them to do in this battle that the Democrats are stepping up. And what do I mean stepping up? If you haven't noticed the ex, the uh, growing angst against the right, the growing, uh, the escalation of 
anger and rhetoric coming from these protests. You know, they're protesting everything and anything. They, they organize protests before decisions are even made. Uh, you know, we talked about that yesterday. They, they create signs that this pick, blank, is against abortion. He's going to take away women's rights. You know, they, they leave it blank and then they fill it in with Brett Kavanaugh. They, they're so prepared to just get the media attention and go out there. Now, I talked about the, the greatest generation, 1942. Um, the USA United, they taught patriotism around the dinner table. Uh, most of the information that my parents received came from the War Department. And you watch the old black and white films that show them entering uh, European towns and cities and liberating them and how happy um, Europe was. And then we grew up with John Wayne remaking movies and and making America look like we're just an amazing uh, country to go to the salvation of the world. Now, that being said... How have our children, the children of the the 90s, been raised? Okay. Media after 1942 was way consolidated under special interest. You know, five corporations that are either uh, mostly liberal. You know, Fox is, is considered conservative. I think they're even shifting more and more today. But you look at what they get to see because of technology, you know. They view, because of the education system that was hijacked in the 60s by the federal government, they view America as the bully. We've not really been in a true declared war since World War II. We've been in military conflict conflicts and policing the world and major protests were televised in Vietnam. You know, we had Desert Storm. Uh, then we had all the terrorist attacks and our involvement in the Middle East where we would prop up one country with weapons and money. And then two years later, that country would be our enemy. And we would go in and be fighting our own weapons. Now, many uh, philosophers throughout history have said the poor always provide the corpses for the riches' battles, for the establishment wars. And I think our children have been raised hearing that. You know, we didn't have the talks around our dinner tables. When we grew up, microwaves were invented, and fast food places were invented, and people threw more time into work and more time on the phone and and less time around the dinner table with their family talking about patriotism. So it's no wonder to me that our generation, in a way, failed our children. Now, our generation also saw the Cold War. We saw Europe rebuilding, and part of the the rebuilding of Europe came about because America allowed Europe to distribute their goods to America to help their economies. Uh, America is what you would consider a country of excess. 
my son had a, a visitor from Holland uh, come in. She is a surgeon in Holland, a, a pediatric surgeon in Holland, around his same age, young, very intelligent. And when she came to America, I took her out to eat and we took her to grocery stores. And she's like, wow, we don't get when we order a meal, it's not this big, you know, and she barely ate some. And then she takes it in a box to go and she says it's going to last her for three days. Now, she's from Holland and you look at uh, Holland, okay? Holland is a country that would be considered a, a socialist democratic society. They have 42 political parties and none of them ever come remotely close to a majority, which means they have to be really good at reaching decisions because, because you see in Holland, almost everybody lives down in the polders. That's below the dikes. That's under um, sea level. And when the dike is breached, there's a flood. The rich people will die just like the poor people. So wealthy people in much of the world are insulated from the consequences of their actions. Would you say our government today is insulated from the consequences of their actions? They do not live with the same Social Security that we do. They do not live with the same health care we have. They have amazing pensions. Um, they are isolated from living paycheck to paycheck. They are isolated from even their states anymore where representatives used to spend more time in their, their home state, now they spend almost all their time in Washington listening to special interests. We no longer become relevant. Their voting is not based on what the people they represent want. Their voting is based on what the people who give them money want. Caller, welcome to the show. Your name? Oh, that's not too much relevant. I'm like, I was just calling about what you said at the top of the hour when you first introduced yourself. I mean, you know, the show after news. You said something about respecting the wealthy. And then, wait a minute, don't, uh, within the last four or five minutes, you haven't respected them. You cut them down. I just thought I'd make the observation. Okay. Well, thank you. Um. If that's how I came across, I, I'm sorry. I respect people who earn their wealth, who work hard and invest in starting a business and make that business successful on their own um, work and effort. You know, the Constitution is based on everybody should have an opportunity to try and everybody should have an opportunity to fail. The wealthy I'm talking about in America, and I'm talking about the millennials, how they view and if I wasn't clear about that, and actually how a lot of other people view. Um, the wealthy in America have become, in large part, I'm not talking about the local wealthy, the guy who owns three sandwich shops in your neighborhood who is involved in the community. I'm talking about the super wealthy, super elite who are isolated, but they get involved in everything in politics. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you follow the money, and OpenSecrets.org is a fantastic place to follow the money, you will see that most political donors that are on a large-scale bundler give money to both sides. You know, they want to hedge their bets. They want to make sure that whatever politician from either the Democrats or Republicans get in will listen to them to help their businesses expand and grow and become more profitable. 
It's break time, and those sponsors that are on this show are important to shows like this and to the America Out Loud Network. Make sure that you support the sponsors, and if you have a product and you want to be a sponsor, contact us at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called ShopToTheRight.com. It's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together. We need to shop together and we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country. And one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans. incredible years and we're just getting started well they say time flies when you're having fun well it also flies by when you're on a mission of love love of country that is well our goal is to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity you can listen in on our free apps on apple android or alexa AmericaOutloud.com. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind 
Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. It is called The Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled, seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store. Hello America, this is Del Wilbur inviting you to take a two-minute stroll through history with me on America Out Loud. April 6, 1862, the Civil War explodes in the West as the armies of Union General Ulysses S. Grant and Confederate General Albert Sidney Johnston collide at Shiloh near Pittsburgh Landing in Tennessee. The Battle of Shiloh became one of the bloodiest engagements of the war and the level of violence shocked North and South alike. For six months, Yankee troops had been working their way up the Tennessee and Cumberland Rivers. Grant scored major victories at Forts Henry and Donaldson in February, forcing Johnston to gather scattered rebel forces at Corinth in northern Mississippi. Johnston advanced on April 3rd, and in the early dawn of April 6th, a Yankee patrol found the Confederates poised for battle just a mile from the main Union Army. Johnston attacked, driving the surprised Bluecoats back near a small church called Shiloh, meaning place of peace. Throughout the day, the Confederates battered the Union Army, driving it back towards Pittsburgh Landing and threatening to trap it against the Tennessee River. Many troops on both sides had no experience in battle. The chances for a complete Confederate victory diminished as troops from Union General Buell's army began arriving, and Grant's command on the battlefield shored up the sagging Union line. In the middle of the afternoon, Johnston rode forward to direct the Confederate attack and was struck in the leg by a bullet, severing an artery and causing him to quickly bleed to death. General Pierre G.T. Beauregard assumed control, and he halted the advance by nightfall. The Union army was driven back two miles, but it did not break. The next day, Grant pushed the Confederates back to Corinth for a major Union victory. This is Dale Wilbur, and this has been a two-minute stroll through history on America Out Loud. Okay, once again, thanks for joining us on the Disciples of Liberty radio show. You are the disciples. I am proud that you're here. I'm proud that you're sharing it. I'm proud that we are standing together for the cause of liberty. Because, folks, if we do not stand for the cause of liberty, we'll, we will lose every last one of our freedoms. And I just can't tolerate that, can you? We need to unite. We need to have methods to get together and talk. And that's what the America Out Loud Network provides, is a place for people to voice their concerns, to stand up, to educate, to inform, and to get people together. So find the host that you love. Find the people that match your hearts and your desires. Because folks, if we give up on this cause, if we do not allow 
freedom to reign, then socialism will take over and that's what they want. That's what the powers that be want, is they want to be able to turn us into a socialist nation, make us like everybody else, make us dependent upon a government, and then eventually they'll run out of other people's money and you will become useless. Now, there are hardworking people in this country who uh, do their business without government involvement and who get very wealthy and do amazing things with their money. There are also those like uh, companies that get huge government subsidies and grow and become monopolies because of buying politicians. I'm going to call it what it is. So there's a difference. But the millennials grew up only seeing that the wealthy bankers got away with crashing the economy. That's how it was pitched on the Senate hearings and the government trials. You know, the government went in and subsidized banks because they were too big to fail. And they're like, well, why doesn't the government subsidize other people who are failing all over? So to them, there was this unequal treatment of super wealthy and middle class and, and poor people in America. And to some instances, they're right. America is no longer a constitutional republic. We are more of a socialist country than many people will admit. Most of the agencies in America um, are federal agencies created to pick and choose who becomes winners and losers in the, in the nation. And they subsidize with your money. So that's the problem is they're taking your money to subsidize their friends and, and people have issues with that. So, so yeah, there are very wealthy people I respect and there are very wealthy people that I have very little respect for, just like there are in every classification of people throughout this country. There are good people, there are bad people, we have to live with it. The major question we're asking today is, do we believe the Republicans are fighting the same battle the Democrats are fighting? Republicans are hardworking people, family people in most states across the country. They, they go to work every day, they support their families, they get home at night, and they put their feet up and, and they're tired. Democrats are a lot easier to get to go out and protest and, and fight against anything. And they wait and take directions from the Democratic politicians that are elected. And there is so much vitriol and so much anger and hate coming from politicians today. Now, there probably has always been... Uh, that kind of anger and that kind of debates among politicians, but the coverage is not what it used to be. As I said, being a, a child of uh, the greatest generation, that's how it's called, I didn't name it, uh, we would listen to the radio together, you know, watch the black and white TV when it came about, and, and we'd see more local news, and, and we'd have to read in the paper what our politicians were doing, and now you can get on your phone while you're sitting, you know, in a restaurant and look and see what's happening anywhere in the world. It's just news is instantaneous. So the debates that happen are covered everywhere and there's no hiding it. So we can see what 
California politicians doing or a Florida politicians doing almost the moment they're doing it. And so we're more in tune with what's happening, but what's happening isn't a uniting force. It's not trying to come to economic solutions in our country to solve the debt crisis. You know, and and honestly, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Everybody, Democrat, Republican, liberal, uh, conservative, constitutionalist, libertarian should be worried about the debt. $21 trillion in debt. There is no money. I mean, what they call foreign aid or corporate subsidies are debt. You know, it's not like um, you start a business and you need some working capital and you have a brother or a sister or an uncle or a friend that, that has some liquid cash and they want to help you stay afloat till you can get to the point where your business is profitable. It's like I come to you and say, okay, you got this business. I don't have any money, but I'm going to borrow 100000 and give it to you um, even though the hundred thousand I'm borrowing comes from somebody who's already, you know, three hundred thousand in debt. We're building foreign policy with debt. You know, we helped rebuild Europe when uh, World War II ended. We allowed uh, Europe to start really bringing their products to America because we we are a country of excesses were the world's largest consumer at that time, and we were the world's largest producer, so we thought we'd share that. But those countries didn't really want us bringing our products there and competing with their corporations, so they made it uh, more incompatible for our products to get there and be competitive price-wise. So, so yeah, we created the strength and what the, the millennials see today as Western Europe, Western Europe is sort of what we made, what we created. We created China's manufacturing, and we did it all with your money, and now we're in debt. Caller, welcome to the show. Jim, why don't you call it for what it is? And what's that? Corruption. 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 Come on. It's... it's Bribery, crap, thievery, thuggery. What the hell did Mills Crenshaw call that? Thuggery. This is what it is. These people are stealing, stealing, and stealing. Trump put them out. President Trump just put Merkel out on the table, and she don't know what to do. Her face, I... I, I you can't, it's priceless to see this going on. We've been, we've been the lead dog on the sled team for, we've been pulling the sled for too long, Tim. What do you think? I mean, come on. We, 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 we can't afford it. You know, we, we can't afford all the government charity. And I say that sarcastically. You can't, uh, you know, some of you see with a smile, uh, you know, government yeah, charity is not charity. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know who they are. Yeah. 
Hey, yeah, it's it's got it's got to stop. It's got to be. There's got to be accountability. And guess what? The people that have been smiling and licking their chops for decades and living off the fat of the taxpayer of the United States of America, now it's time for you to go to sweat and come home with some stick on your body and understand what it takes to get through a day. Yeah, yeah. Go go through the roller coaster ride that, that's the middle class's life. So thank you. Um, you know, you look at this. Government needs a referee. I mean, honestly, government needs somebody to be a representative of the people who will use the platform that's granted these politicians to just show and highlight what a mess it really is and how they don't want to address the problems. This is, this is how it really lays out. What is going on and why people are walking away from parties. Politicians create legislation because special interest presents it to their interns along with benefits. Friends with benefits is what I call special interest lobbyists, people like that. Fantastic lunches, tickets to ball games. Um, there, there's a lot of things. Hidden cash, uh, you name it, it's in Washington, D.C. Now, the legislation and the agencies that government has created have failed. Almost every agency, if you go to their website, has uh, a statement, a mission statement on what they were created for. You know, ending poverty, ending the war on drugs, protecting the environment. All these agencies had a mission statement. But the heads of these agencies were given outrageous salaries and the ability to get money from Congress every year. Now, they also noticed that if they succeed at their mission, their job's over and there's no more money coming in. It's like asking somebody to come run your business for you. And as soon as you make my business successful, you're done. You're, you're out of a job. What's the motivation to succeed? See, if agencies and if, if the things that were meant for the states were left on the state levels, there would be state competition. With the federal government, there's no competition. They control it. They get more money if they're failing than they do if they're succeeding. Okay, well, you guys made a lot of headway. You don't need, you know, $200 billion this year. You can get by with 150 you know, no, we failed. We just don't have enough money. We need more money, and then they give it to them. So government is better off having problems because with problems, they're needed to try and solve them. If there were no problems, then they wouldn't be as needed. They can justify their retirement. They can justify their salary because, look, America is dysfunctional. Not ever stating that they've made it dysfunctional. Now, many people, because of technology, are starting to recognize the fact that neither party, Republican or Democrat, has done much to fix any issues in America. And they've all had opportunities. Obama had opportunities with full control of the House, the Senate, and the uh, executive branch. Yet, he didn't do anything that Democrats wanted um, really done. And... Uh, Trump, although the Republicans control the presidency, 
the House and the Senate is limited because moderate senators that are establishment own are fighting against him. They, you know, this Make America Great, they know it's going to hurt, and they don't want it to hurt because if it hurts, they're not going to be reelected. And doing what's right should never be contingent upon whether or not a politician keeps his job or not. It, it just shouldn't. And if we're moving in the right direction and we're doing things constitutionally, it deserves the support of both Republicans and Democrats. And President Trump, if he has done anything, he's highlighted the fact that Congress has its own agenda. Not a country's agenda, not the citizens of the country's agenda, and not the states that form our union's agenda. It's, it's a, an agenda all to their own. So people across the country are waking up. They're starting to look at the two parties as what they are, private organizations that make a lot of money and get a lot of money donated by special interests, billions of dollars every election cycle that they get to use to grow their influence. Now... The young are walking away in historic things. They're not even becoming involved. And when they're becoming involved, they want a new form of government because they see our constitutional republic as a failure. Well, you can't really fault them because we've allowed politicians to really not operate under a constitutional republic. We've allowed them to operate based on personal opinion. Uh, being able to grow their influence and, and look at it. Don't take my word on it. Do some research. Politicians enter Washington and they might be worth a hundred thousand or two hundred, and they leave Washington millionaires. And now you can't even get elected. People say if you don't have millions of dollars. That is just insane. You know, politicians, media should present all politicians equally. They should allow people in debates because the citizens of Utah deserve to see their politicians, uh, the people vying to be their elected representatives, side by side on a stage discussing the issues so the people can see if the issues that the person seeking election... Um, sort of coincides with what they believe. Now, yeah, they, they, they're given per, uh, trophies for participation, you know. Um, I, th I think that was a, a, a contest with, you know, there's winners and losers in, in, this, in this world. And we've raised our kids that, no, there's no losers. There's just winners and everybody gets a trophy. And, and that, that's a total mistake. Um, but it, it doesn't happen. Media does not do the fair and equal treatment of candidates anymore. Uh, they don't cover all of them and say, okay, this is who's running because they, they want to convince you that, hey, there's only a couple legitimate candidates because look at the money. Well, look where the money comes from. And people are waking up to it. Um, will they wake up in time? Who knows? Uh, you can learn more about me and what we're doing at timalders.com.
we're we're fighting the establishment. I tell people all the time, uh, I'm the candidate, but you're the campaign. This, this is for you. This is for those of you who are tired of the game and want to change the players. But you have to be willing to step outside of your pre-programmed engineering that you have to stick with Republicans or Democrats. You don't. There's nobody at the election box saying, are you voting Republican or Democrat? Well, no, I, I'm going to vote Constitution Party. Well, then you have to leave. You know, there's nobody doing that. Your vote matters. But don't just give it away for the lesser of two, two evils. And we're trying to be allowed to play in the game that money allows the big candidates. You know, the, the local debate commissions and the local media don't want us to play the game. They do not want people in the state to hear our voice and our message. Because if they hear our voice and our message, they're going to vote for their campaign and not the Republicans' campaign or the Democrats' campaign. And so they keep us out of the game. We're like that bench player. Nobody knows about, nobody's heard about. Uh, don't even sit in a full uniform. Uh, and the coach never intends to, to put us in the game. But you can change all that. You can call the local media stations and say, hey, uh, why haven't you talked about this person running for the U.S. Senate? Um, why aren't you putting pressure that uh, a debate happens? Why aren't you offering to moderate a debate between uh, this independent candidate uh, that was a lifelong Republican that is part of the walkaway movement, tired of the establishment dictating uh, the lives of us? It all relies on your involvement. See, I've invested everything I have. You know, I, I've put over uh, 50000 of my own money that I could have went on vacations, that I could have put down payments on, on my, you know, my house is, is in good situation. I don't, I don't live in, in debt. But there's many other things I could have done with my family with that money. I'm investing it in Utah and in your campaign. Sorry about that, Facebook. I can't mute that. And you, we're asking for your time. We're asking for uh, a little bit of that lunch money, you know. Pack a lunch from home and donate it so we can get the sign and the name recognition out there. This is about America. Everybody complains. It's so funny that politicians have the lowest approval rating than anything you know 15 percent it's uh, there's been times it's been lower than 10 percent but they all get reelected. it's because we don't dare to do something different because if we do something different and it doesn't work then hey that's on us but if you don't do anything that's on you also this 21 trillion dollars of debt is on all of us We've allowed the politicians to utilize it. We've allowed them to give it for special interest. 
You know, I'm actually proud of President Trump for telling these other countries that we can't continue to pay the largest portion of all these bills. You know, the, the invoices that America receives um, are larger than any other nation. We can't carry every nation with debt. So they don't go deeper into debt. It, it's just not an effective business model. How long would you operate going, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a number that's more comparative to your lifestyle. How long could you go with a business losing $100,000 a year? We're losing seven hundred. dollars billion added to our posterity's debt every year and it's growing and this is the problem with where we're at in america up next today is uh, common sense with uh, vance and darren so stay tuned for uh, more common sense so they're going to be uh, the program following this program common sense that's what I'm telling you, too. You know, a business model is not set on staying in debt and increasing your debt. You would replace your manager or your board of directors if they allowed the debt to reach an unsustainable amount. We're at an unsustainable amount. and We've been at an unsustainable amount for years. Yet, we haven't replaced our managers, our CEO. Um, you know, I guess we did replace our CEO last, last time with a business guy. But the board of directors aren't necessarily supporting the CEO. You have Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell fighting their own war. And that war is to make sure that the Republicans elected are moderates. And they're utilizing people like Mitt Romney to go around and campaign for more moderates and raise money for the establishment. And he is projected to be one of their leaders against the president, against um, MAGA, making America great again. So, Utah, you have a choice. You always have a choice. The question is, will you use that choice for once and step outside your comfort zone? That's all we're asking. We're not even asking you to just give your vote to somebody outside we're asking you to research us look talk to us set up an event i'll come talk to 50 neighbors or 20 neighbors or 10 at your house but this is a battle that utah can win and we have a good opportunity and it all comes down to you caller you just have a couple seconds caller are you there i guess they had more to say than uh, just a couple seconds worth. We are going to um, the end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Join in. Think of questions you want to ask. Post it on our, our Facebook. Hey, talk about this. Let's discuss this. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm worried about. We'll discuss it. We'll have the conversations you want to have because that's what it's supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about um, what the person representing you wants. It's supposed to be about what you want, what the state wants, what's best for, for your livelihood in the country. You know, 
we we've lost that i don't know passion we've lost that uh, we've given up we look at 21 trillion and say what's it matter if it goes to 24 it's all unsustainable all right folks remember it's break time and those sponsors that are on this show are important to shows like this and to the america out loud network make sure that you support the sponsors and if you have a product and you want to be a sponsor contact us at liberty at america out loud.com 